Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sunguy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Some show notes for you as you are joined by Sunguy along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite talk show is AM Radio's Coast to Coast. If you're looking for some pro wrestling tonight, Tonight, WCWO, as usual, at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW at Hamilton, Ohio. You can find myself at Northwest Pro at South Hill, Washington tonight at the KI Martial Arts. SOS Wrestling making its debut in Tacoma, Washington. PAPW in East Haven, Connecticut. Aerodyne Pro Wrestling in Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena, and PGW at Port Ritchie, Florida. Tomorrow night, you can also find me at Northwest Pro. We will be back at the Keep Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughn, Washington. Power Pit Pro Wrestling in Roseburg, Oregon. DCCW in Portland, Indiana. AACW in Kokomo, Indiana. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana with Rip Rogers at that show. Generation Next in Georgetown, Kentucky. WTF in Carmel, Indiana. TLW in Lake City, Tennessee. Forever Pro Wrestling in Jeffersonville, Indiana for its debut show. RCW in South Bend, Indiana. Autism Awareness Benefit Show featuring Eugene Rob Conway and Zach Gallant in Wooster, Ohio. PAPW back at East Haven, Connecticut. Wrestle Club with a live stream out of Boise, Idaho. 907 Wrestling in Anchorage, Alaska. HTW in Scranton, Pennsylvania. You have Southern Violence and Wrestling in Athens, Georgia. ECW in Mesa, Arizona. MSWA in Ripley, Tennessee. And Al at Eugene, Oregon tomorrow. Coach, a lot of shows this next few days. There is, and don't forget our Buddhist special guest from last week. We got Frank Jasper, shoot from the movie Vision Quest, taking on six-time world champion Brad Schwartz in Auburn on Saturday and Puyallup on Sunday. If they both survive, Auburn that is. Exactly. Yeah, and then my actually my favorite talk show today is the one and only Turnbuckle Turmoil going on over 1,700 shows today. It's not coast to coast? No. Well, I was misled this entire time. I figured every night you would turn on coast to coast and listen to conspiracy theories and ghost stories and so forth. 
No. You're I got to get better sources. Show? My favorite show right here. I'll be down. This whole time I've been using QT sources out of Shelton, Washington. They have misled me. Yep, and then, of course, I'm still working on the Coach Mike Jones show that somehow technical difficulties with, with Blog Talk Radio, but Lord willing, we'll get it ironed out within the next week. Sometimes the technical difficulty gimmick gets you. Yeah, so, but I have faith. If not, there's other platforms I can do, but it's all good. That was last week's guest, Phil Good, yes. Yes, I know. I, I called him up to see if he could fill in because we really don't know if Chaz is going to call in. We sure hope so. I'm I'm hoping and praying. Do you have, a, like, 37 questions about that bungee cord match? I do. No, only about okay. two or three. I, I suspect it possibly. Yeah, yeah. That was an, an amazing match. It was death-defying. I believe it was the only bungee cord match ever on national television, too. And I, I, I'm, I'd be willing to bet it might be the only one in history. Very, very possible. That could have been like our eighth question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I do do own one of his dad's uh, shirts from his school, the Tugboat School of Professional Wrestling. I'm a proud owner. Now, a lot of people forget Chaz is second generation. Of course, his father, Tugboat Taylor, he was a mainstay out of that Texas independent scene like the early 90s, late 80s. He also did a bit with World Class. And then he even had a few shots in WWE. I've seen some uh, stuff on that. Absolutely. A lot of guys out of that Texas area would get the call if they were in and around the great state of Texas. Definitely. But Coach Mike, like we said Northwest Pro returning. I I failed to mention this in the notes, but Glamour will have a presence at Northwest Pro the next couple of days. Glamour champion Reagan Grimes back at her home base for the Pacific Northwest. So not as only is it Northwest Pro, also Glamour. We'll have nice. a present always today. Always impressive. Sweet. Also, the return after three years to the Pacific Northwest of Phoenix Kid, who is not from Phoenix, Coach, although he comes to us from Alaska via Texas through Colorado up to Washington. He's not going to try to fight Ron today, is he? Now, Ron isn't even around here. Yeah, I doubt that happens. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's still a happy Friday here in Puyallup, Washington, where I'm at. And then, you know, been honored and and, and uh, proud to have Chaz Taylor and the Real School Army in the past where we got to fight against Ron Von Hess and his group over there in Bremerton. And then, of course, he went on to wrestle at BCW that weekend. And then, of course, we even got to fight against him at the Cauliflower Alley. The Real School Army did. 
Absolutely. Yeah, uh, another another honor there. Myself, Andrew Anderson, Mustang Mike. We had uh, Taskmaster Kevin Solon and Sullivan in our corner, along with Nyla Kennedy. And prayers are out to Nyla Kennedy. She just got uh, uh, went in for an operation this morning, and she's got all her prayer warriors praying for her. And I'm sure she's going to recover soon. Best wishes definitely go out to her for sure. Yeah, and we got we got the honor to beat Chaz Taylor, Sam Houston, and Iron Horse. And I can tell you right now, all three of those are some tough cookies. Chaz and Sam Houston are two of the toughest I've ever faced. Are you saying Iron Horse is not tough? I said all three of them were. But those oh, okay. Then you specifically tough. mentioned two of the three. I just yes. terrifying. Yes. Yes, and then uh, sort of a unique uh, backstage moment at that. Heard uh, Sam Houston say, well, don't mind me. I just got out of prison. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Well, if it helps, we wrestle near a prison at Northwest Pro. Yes, the the pretty women's prison, right? Exactly, yes. I don't know if they've ever held wrestling at the prison, but once in a great while, at least in days gone by, there used to be wrestling shows held as entertainment for prisoners at certain prisons. Definitely. And then, of course, you know there's signs all over around that area, don't pick up hitchhikers. (laughs) Yeah, that's good advice just in general right there. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, goodness, maybe I should try texting uh, Chaz again if you got something to read or something. I don't know. Let's see what I have here right at the ready. I have a signed copy of Shinsuke Nakamura's autobiography, King of Strong Style, 1980 through 2014. Would you like a bit of strong style? Hell yeah. Okay, here we go. Page 197, Antonio Inoki's Erasure Order. I think the tournament that was most most stressful back then, for you in particular, was the main event a month after the Raigoku tournament, a tag team match at the Osaka Dome Tournament on November 13. You were paired up with Nakanishi and fought Kazuyuki Fujita and Kendo Kazbin. Was there anything really on your mind around the time of this tournament? Right. It's like there was a path leading straight ahead for New Japan, but instead we had all these players jumping in from the sides. Uwai, Anoki's office, what the president was doing had nothing to do with anything, and Inoki was the owner of the company then. And it was like there were people around abusing Inoki's intentions, you know? Voice suddenly gets louder. Nah, honestly, I don't want to talk about this stuff. Seriously. Rye laughed. With the tournament as the 
backdrop, it seems that things were relatively complicated, but I could ask you to talk about it within the scope that you can. Well, I don't really know, you know, whether that interference was on Anoki's instruction or something one of his people put together. First of all, to lay the story out, it was decided that the main event on this card would be a face-off between you and Tanahishi, the new generation, through a fan vote, you first. But three days later, but three days before the tournament, this turned into you and Nakanishi against Fujita and Kazbid, and then Tanahashi and Tenzan against Dayoa Ogawa and Toshiaki Kawada. Right. When Moena was really building like, finally, Nakamura versus Tanahashi is going to happen, you end up having to suddenly resign yourself to a main event with pretty much no connection among the wrestlers. I was really wondering what the hell was going on here. Well, this is fascinating stuff, Coach. It is, and those names aren't easy to pronounce. Well, it depends on your context. Which, man, you did great. Now, I could switch to a different chapter if you want a bit more. Sure. Okay, here we go. Random open to page 185 here. Shiabata's unforgivable mic moment. And then in August 2004, you made your second appearance at G1 Climax. You ended up with a loss against Shibata, but after the tournament, Shibata ironically noted into the mic that today's theme was smiles. Your own comment after the Ignazboro match. At this, the look on your face changed and you came at him swinging. I think I was seriously angry, you know. I came down out of the ring after the match and Shibata was all smirking and holding the mic. And then he goes and says, that's nonsense. I stood in that MMA ring with this incredibly pure feeling, so I seriously couldn't let him get away with making fun of that. Maybe it was just me being conceited, but I fought thin for pro wrestling fans and for pro wrestlers, including myself. So I couldn't sit by and watch him take an attitude like that about it. Also, I guess with Shibata, it was like, you of all people should understand how I feel. So maybe I got overly angry. Shibata also had matches in 2003 and 2004 with K-1 rules or different fight style rules. Was it something like sympathy as another wrestler championship strong style? I think there was that. But maybe inside of him, his hatred of me took priority over everything else. We were both young and pretty thorny back then, you know? After this match, Shibata commented, this is the Showa pro wrestling style. He's had a strong attachment to Showa ever since. Huh. Was this when he started being all Showa Showa, huh? After Shibata left New Japan, we saw him get more deeply involved with Akira Maeda and Matsukatsu Fudaki. But I guess he had extremely pure feelings towards Showa era New Japan. In the end, I think he still had that fan nature even after he became a pro wrestler, you know. His desire for strong style was just too powerful. Well, it seems like 
Nakamura very opinionated in this autobiography, Coach. So you haven't read the whole thing yet? I have read it on a plane trip a few years ago after I picked up the book. I, When I got it, didn't even realize it was a signed copy, but sure enough, it is. I don't know where they picked it up at Northgate, but apparently he was somewhere in this general area at some point to sign the book. So how did you pick it up? I got it at my local Barnes & Noble, like a mile away from my house. Oh, so, and it wasn't a used book. No, it was brand new. He had signed the copy, but I don't know at what point he was around to sign the copy unless they just picked it up previously signed. Okay, yeah. Or sometimes they're, uh, what do you call it, not original copies, Photoshop copies? Sometimes. Possibly. Now, I can tell you that my signed copy of Justin Roberts' book he signed it in person at that same Barnes and Noble. Okay, nice. All right. Now, cool. Have you read Justin Roberts' book yet, Coach? No, I haven't. My goodness, I got a I, ton of stuff. I was reading it. that thing. I got to the point. All of a sudden, he's talking about Dice Man Ronnie Vegas. I say, Hey, I know Dice Man Ronnie Vegas, and I read a bit more, a bit more. All of a sudden, he starts talking about Dale Pierce, the time traveler. You know Dale Pierce, the time traveler. Of course. He was on my throwback Thursday yesterday. Yeah, he's talking about Dale. So I'm like, well, I'll be daggone. Apparently, Dale Pierce, very instrumental getting Justin Roberts' start in pro wrestling. So I called up Dale at the time. Of course, this was a few years ago. And I says to Dale, Dale, I says, did you know you were – in this guy's autobiography? And he said, no. I said, yeah, Justin Roberts wrote about how instrumental you were in his career, and you helped him get his start. There's this long pause, and then Dell says, who in the hell is Justin Roberts? I had to explain <laughs> it was the ring announcer that was with WWE for so long. And he says, oh, yeah, okay. that guy. I guess I did a little bit. All right, yeah. So he he forgot all about it. <laughs> He'd forgotten like my name for a little bit, but then he he started to piece together and he recalled the help. Yeah. All right. Well, darn it! Uh, doesn't really look like Chad's going to call in since he works late. For for all the fans out there, he works from eleven thirty at night till seven in the morning, and he told us a couple weeks ago he didn't know if he can come on. But get with him before the shows, and we have been trying. And he did message me back with two words. What did he have to say, Sign? Hey, bro. So we're going to have to get translation, right? From Damon James and Aaron Bolo, because it's like a circa 2009 Bolo and Damon James promo. Definitely. So, darn it. I don't know how – he's another one of those people we got to put on the list to possibly get him on Buddha specials around their schedule, but I know you don't like to do that. Well, you know, we'll we'll do what we can for Chaz. I know you got 18 and a third questions about his bungee cord match alone. Exactly, you know. Goodness. Well, darn it. 
I did never see a match before that where somebody came back with a moon rock like Mike Davis had. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Nice, yeah, I used to love uh, global championship wrestling. We've had many uh, global alumni on this very program, including multiple Global Wrestling Federation reunion specials. I, I got a quote from a friend of mine who used to record wrestling for me sometimes, and I was like, you know, I'd always call him and say, "Well, hey man, who'd you get out? Who'd you get this time?" And it, one of the times he reported from a global show, he goes, "Well, there wasn't very many good matches this this show. It was basically punching dummy number one versus punching dummy number two." <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Now, was this the era with Bruce Pritchard in there as the karate expert? <laughs> it sounds like it might have been, yeah. Well, that was early global when Bruce Pritchard was on a hiatus from the WWF and he popped up in early global and had a stable of guys. Yeah. You know, now, of course, late in global's run, they were still cranking out guys that went on to superstar careers, people like um, like Moadib, who is Ahmed Johnson. Uh, you had guys like, uh, well, goodness, who else did they have? Well, I mean, early in the run, they had tons of superstar guys yeah. that were early the in their Patriot, career, like Handsome Stranger went on to be Buff Bagwell, and you had... Yeah. Um, you had uh, people like, like uh, the- as Taylor, of course, and you had people like that mixed in with some of the already established guys like your Bad News Browns and your uh, Demolition Axe and your Rip Rogers. Yeah, and I was a big fan of the Patriot, and then John Hawk was back then. Yep, John Hawk went on to be stuff. Bradshaw, of course. Yeah. And I used to love the matches with Chaz and the one, two, three kid. My goodness, those were good. Exactly. Jerry Lynn, another future superstar out of there. Yeah, which he already wrestled in the Northwest before then, so I knew him from here. Yeah, good old Global. Now, the Global Dome is what they call the arena, even though it is very famous as the Sportatorium in Dallas, but apparently when they started up global, they didn't want to be viewed as just a Dallas promotion and stuck in Dallas, so they called it the Global Dome and pretended that they were somewhere other than Dallas. Okay, yeah. Yeah, those were the days. Yes. Now, Coach, can you name the announcer from Global that went on to be the commissioner of Pinnacle Wrestling here in Washington State. Uh, Craig Johnson. Yes, Craig Johnson, also known as John Horton when he became Pinnacle Commissioner, former multiple-time guest of this very show, and someone I once helped move. Okay, and then, of course, I enjoyed his interview on the Lyrical Spit, Debashi's podcast also. Yes. 
Fantastic. I, we even made a few trips together. Okay, nice. And you know what we haven't done in a long time is went over all of our upcoming guests. I think it's a perfect time. Okay. So I don't have my date book. Do you have your date book? Okay. I do. Okay, we got Damien Blade, continuing Blade Month, coming on Sunday the 15th. Then we got SCW Hall of Famer Stevie Jonak on uh, Friday the 20th. And continued prayers and thoughts out to her. She's, man, she's had a tough time. And uh, hopefully she'll be able to attend the show. But if she doesn't, we, you know, it is what it is. But I'll continue to pray and hope for her that she can overcome all the stuff. She's overcome so much already. So I have confidence she can do it. Do you have any input Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. I'm working on confirmation as we speak, as a matter of fact. Okay. And then on the 22nd, we continued Blades Month with Johnny Blade out of Texas. We even got a theme song for him. And then on the 27th of May, handsome Eric Hamrick or, uh, and guest. His, his guest will be A. Dick Vickers. And then on the 29th, another Johnny Blades out of Illinois. So look forward to hearing Johnny Blades by Black Sabbath being played both times. And then on to June. June is Authors Month. On the on the 3rd, we got Rogers and Colbertson calling in. And they've got a lot of stuff they're plugging. Excitement in the Air, Volume 1, Volume 2. And then now they have another one. Do you, you remember what the name of that one's called? Off the top of my head, I'm struggling. Uh, okay, I think it is. Uh, uh, go ahead, Katie, lock the door. Uh, bar the like door, I believe. Effect. Katie, bar the door. Bar, yeah, Katie, bar the door. More, more stories. The excitement in the air are basically interviews from... The Ring Around the Northwest, they're scheduled to have three three versions of it, or whatever you call it. Yeah, three volumes. Yeah. But now they're doing a side project called Katie, Katie Bar the Door, and that one looks really good, too. Okay, on to June 5th, we got uh, Paragon, who's a former Washington State champ. He just lost, didn't he? He lost the last... Northwest Pro Show to uh, formerly known as Officer Dean Cooper. Now he's uh, Dean Cooper. Yeah, and maybe he'll defend that title in Tacoma. Uh, I believe he might because he's in Tacoma tonight for uh, SOS, but he will be back with Northwest Pro tomorrow as we return to Vaughn. Okay, so at least this weekend, probably, yes. And then back to Authors Month on June 10th, we got Gary Morgenstein. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Yes, he has a series of books. And as we learned the last few times he was with us, they involve baseball and a dystopian future post-World War III. He is currently working on the 
third installment of that series to wrap things up. The second one uh, came out around a year ago. Third one will pick up shortly after the second one left off. And things look bleak for Puppy Netic, let me tell you that, Coach. Okay. And then, of course, I got Mound Over Hell sitting right here. That is the first of the series. And then the second is Fastball for Freedom. Actually, I think I got that one, too. It's just I'm stockpiled on books right now. <laughs> you can okay. never have enough to read. No, you you can't. Okay. Uh, back to June, we got the rescheduled date of June 12th for the Strohmaestro. And then or back to Arthur's Wrestling. Yes. Back, and then, of course, in WCW... What a character that he had had in WCW. Absolutely. And for the fans that may not recall when I referenced Memphis, at that point he was gorgeous George Third prior to becoming the Maestro, but the same individual. And then who was his, his uh, valet in WCW again? Uh, his... Ballet in WCW was called Symphony, and she went on to the WWE as uh, Ryan Shamrock. Oh, yeah, I was a huge fan of hers. Okay, nice. And then back to Authors Month on the 17th, we got a double shot. We got Matt Legit. Man, he's got quite the Northwest history. He's done a lot for Northwest wrestling. He's got a book out. And then we also got Nick Iggy that day. We do, author of the hit joke book, There Is No Punchline, an independent pro wrestling joke book. Exactly. And then June 19th, we got one of our favorite guests we've had on before, Evan Ginsberg, where you and I have been honored to be on his show. I've been on there a couple times. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be bringing some guests, probably Bill Pierce and his co-host of uh, their show, Coast to Coast Wrestling and More. Um, uh, Forgot his name off the top of my head. But, yeah, the co-host of that one. You remember his name? Absolutely looking forward to that. And speaking of Bill Pierce, he uh, has been on this show as well before. And also, speaking of Dale Pierce, Evan Ginsburg graced us with uh, some of his time when we did the Dale Pierce tribute show. Evan and Dale were longtime correspondents back when you had to use pen and paper to do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Miss Dale Pierce. I think it's uh, Evan's uh, co-host, Bobby Stiletto. Yes, you're correct. Exactly. Then back to Authors Month, June 24th, we have the one and only Jake Shannon. Man, he's got quite the story. He's got quite the promotion. What a motivator and teacher. He promotes that he can uh, make your return on investment be times 10. So I'm looking forward to Jake Shannon. That promotion he has, Real Pro Wrestling, which is a very, very unique concept. Yep, and the scientific wrestling also he does. 
And then on June 26th, we got Caden Casty returning. He could only be on half a show back a month or so ago. And, man, he's got quite the story, so we invited him back. And so hopefully we'll be finishing up with Caden Cassidy on the 26th. Absolutely. Someone I knew uh, when he started training in the business. I was around uh, prior to his actually getting started in the business when he was still learning the ropes. Yeah, definitely. And he's come a long way. My goodness, he's impressive. Absolutely is. And then it looks like we're going to have to get to book in July, which it looks like you already might have a theme for that. Unconfirmed, but it appears the Mind of Sabotage Styles has launched an idea for us. We'll be getting to that shortly. We don't want to disappoint Sabotage Styles. You know how he gets if he's disappointed. Exactly. And I guess we can give a little teaser that we are still looking to get on Shane Taylor for a a return, Uh, Danny Nightmare from the Northwest, always looking to get Jim Powers on. We had Jim Power even sort of confirmed a couple months ago, didn't he? (laughs) Uh, He didn't exactly confirm a date, but he was going to do it and then kind of dropped off the map again. And then we always got an APB out on Gary Cherry. Now, Coach, have you hired Debashi to go looking for him? Because that might be the only way to find him at this point. It's been years since anyone has seen Gary Cherry. I know. And then, of course, I'd love love to get Christina Von Erie on, Ari Alexander, and many more. Now, speaking of Arie Alexander from OVW, did you see that this past week, Pacific Northwest's own Nico Maestro made his OVW debut coach? I heard about it, but I didn't see it, yes. I didn't see the actual match, but I saw pictures of him with the OVW logo there at the Davis Arena on Shepherdsville Road in Louisville, Kentucky. And we're very, very pleased for Miko. I worked for him quite a bit for Blue Collar Wrestling. And what a fantastic talent. He's got unworldly potential coach. Charisma for days. Great size for a pro wrestler. Lots of really good skills. And the best thing of it, being from Finland, you always know the finish of every Miko match. All right, nice. Yeah, that's very impressive. Now, Coach, do you know that OVW's caller commentator, Gilbert Corson, he actually got his start in the wrestling business in the Pacific Northwest. He very briefly worked for DOA Pro Wrestling before relocating to OVW in Louisville and... Had a short, short time there wrestling, but then turned to announcing, and he's been behind the mic off and on with OVW since. No, I didn't know that. That is impressive. I learned it from Gilbert Corsi himself. We were talking at an OVW show once, and he said, I actually started in the Pacific Northwest. He told me about uh, breaking in with DOA. 
sweet. So can you tell us a little bit about Damien Blade coming up this Sunday? Damien Blade is out of the St. Louis area. He works for a number of promotions there, a big masked wrestler. He's well over 300 pounds, not including the mask. Very impressive, a lot of power, and I think we're going to be impressed with what he has to say. Definitely, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, well, darn it. Looks like Chaz is still in bed. He's such a hard worker. Darn it. Really wanted to talk Maybe to Maybe he had a bad spill in a bungee cord match. Uh, no. I remember he was working for the Houston Astros a while back, but I'm pretty sure he was. he's not working a graveyard shift for them now. Because I noticed he had, to, he had to knock a few fans from running on the field before. Yeah, it's always not a good idea to run on the field unless invited. And especially if Chaz Taylor's the security. Yes. Now, do you remember All Morgana right. in the 80s and 90s? She used to try to do stuff like that, Coach. She had a big set of knockers bigger than Dolly Parton, and she'd come out there and get a kiss? That's the one. Yes, and she was pretty much a knockout also. Yeah, she would run onto the field on occasion, but she usually had permission of the team to do so. It was kind of a publicity stunt when she would do it. Exactly, because nobody was tackling her down and stuff like that. They basically let, uh, they were willing to get a kiss from her, the players. By and large, sometimes she'd run into someone that would resist, but for the most part, she got what she was after. Definitely. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing Shoot versus Brad Schwartz tomorrow and and Sunday. They, They got a grudge match from legendary grudge match. And then another good thing is Wild Lyle's going to start training with, with Brad Schwartz on Tuesdays at Fitness Quest. That sounds like it's going to be good, too. Well, hopefully Wild Lyle will pick up a few tips from Brad Schwartz and incorporate that into what he does as the champion of Northwest Pro. He's got a big title defense coming up in just over a month. He's a champ of NGW. NGW. I'm an NGW. I'm a mistake. <laughs> I, I sometimes get Maybe. too many shots to the head. Yeah. And, and they're similar. And then hopefully one day he'll get a title from there. It's never too late. But yeah, uh, NGW champion Wild Lyle has a big title defense at the Strawberry Festival upcoming. Yes, that's June 16th against Chuck Payne. That should be a knockout dragout. And those guys have faced off a few times. So I'm looking forward to that. And Wild Lyle will be defending his championship. And then another thing I got for Wild Lyle is they have the log challenge this weekend at Fitness Quest. Uh, Tomorrow in Auburn at the Outlet Collection Mall there. It's from 6 in the morning till 9. No, no, 9 in the morning till 6. And then uh, the, this 
Shoot and Brad Schwartz will be squaring off at noon each day. But during those days, they're going to be having the log challenge. Whoever can do uh, the most lunges at one time with the log wins a prize. And guess what Lyle said? And he even proved to us the other day when he practiced with it. He can do lunges for days, he said. No, all day long, he said. So we're looking for Wild Lyle to win the lunge challenge. And that's going to be very impressive to have him the NGW champ and the lunge champion at the same time. Absolutely. Now, you don't see a whole lot of logs in pro wrestling ever since Big Wood retired. No. And then we've heard some people accidentally cut a log in their trunks before. <laughs> that that sometimes happens. I don't want to mention anyone by name, but I once saw a champion yeah. of a now defunct company in Yakima with that very problem. And one of your all-time favorite wrestlers has a song to that effect, doesn't he? Uh, uh soiling his tights in Yakima? No, about doo-doo in the ring. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the hit song, <laughs> doo-doo in the ring. Coach, can you give us a, one of... a few bars of doo-doo in the ring? No, but that's by the one and only Dash Ventures. Basically, he hasn't been seen for years, it seems like. He is not. I could do a few bars because that's what Beast Barnett would want us to do here. So let me warm up here. Doo-doo in the ring, doo-doo in the ring. Why is there always so much doo-doo in the ring? When... Local fans come to visit. House come is it? All they get is the frizz and the froth and the guy named Sloth. Doo-doo in the ring. Doo-doo in the ring. House come I see so much doo-doo in the ring. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then that's not even counting all the times there's been diarrhea in the ring from people. Whatever the reason was, they took a splash or something and out comes some diarrhea. <laughs> That's how MRSA spreads. Jeez, I would imagine. My goodness. I'm very fortunate that's never happened to me. Neither has it happened to me, although sometimes I wonder to boot my opponents. Yeah, that's true. And I did take a splash by the one and only Meat, was who he was G-Doggy Dog at the time. He splashed me off the top. Was They put a flag over my head so I couldn't see. And he splashed me off the top. I survived that. No no leakage. Oh, good. <laughs> I can't say that meat's ever splashed me before that I can recall. Yeah, he, splashed, he hasn't splashed, splashed me as meat, just as G-Doggy Dog and then I'm pretty sure as Buddy Rose Jr. also. But never as a moon dog? No, no, no. Okay. He used to keep his he, slim gyms in a very seemingly uncomfortable spot when he was a moon dog coach. Did you ever witness that? No, I didn't. What was it? His prison wallet? 
Nope. Um, he kept it in the crack of his arse. Oh, but that's uh, so. At least it wasn't in his prison wallet. Uh, well, it, the end of it was. <laughs> Imagine the <laughs> shock and the horror of Cadillac Callus when he accidentally forgot the block, and that Slim Jim went right into his mouth. Oh my goodness! Dang! It was that not is... the greatest of days for Cadillac Callus when that happened. No. Whatever happened to him? Cadillac Callas? Yeah. Um, he moved to San Diego. He was kind of high up in the Harley Davidson company here in the Pacific Northwest, and they relocated him down to San Diego. He's doing very well down there, from what I understand. All right, nice. All right, cool. Well, darn it. Looks like we got another. Where in the hell is Lance Dean? Something He's might be He's probably up here. at Chaz's house, duct taping him, saying George Jefferson was married to Wheezy, and then showing him his thumbs up. My goodness, he would have definitely had to trick Chaz Taylor. That don't sound very easy to to duct tape him. I don't know that thumbs up Lance Dean. He's a sneaky bugger. That's how he has injured Debashi to the point Debashi's not been able to wrestle in two years. Okay, yeah. And then I do got a message from Nyla Kennedy. Surgery, surgery went well. Thank you for all the prayers. She's home in bed resting now. Thank you again, she said. Good. So Glad good to hear news. that. Over there in New York. All right, well, all right, well, we got a big big announcement tomorrow at uh, Fitness Quest in Auburn. It's going to be some Auburn, Washington, news. for the people near other yeah. Auburn. Yeah, it's going to be some good news for the Northwest wrestling scene. That's going to be exciting to hear for sure. Now, Coach, I might be mistaken in this. We'll have to do some research. You could check with my mom the next time you talk to her. I think my parents may have been married in Auburn, Indiana. If not, it was somewhere okay. in that general vicinity. Well, you might have to get get right a hold of them and check. Possibly, yes. Now, my uh, dad's brother and his family assuredly used to live in Auburn, California. Okay, well, all right. I've, I think I've been to Auburn, California, but not not the other one. I believe there's many states that have an Auburn in it. Oh yeah, I would imagine every state has one at least. Probably a large number, if not all of them. Are you going to start a life goal of getting to all of them? No, because oh. the only ones I really would care about is. Auburn, California, and Auburn, Washington for now. That wouldn't help scratch off a life goal of all of them at all. No, it wouldn't. But, hey, we also got baseball coming up where the Mariners are in New York to play the Mets today. We had a horrible home, uh, horrible last 15 games. We went like 3-15 and 15 in our last 18 and then it seems like the Reds are starting to turn it around. 
it's a stretch to call it a turnaround, but they've won a few games. They may not be the 62 Mets record. Yeah, we hope not. I was 40 and one or 42 and 120. I think it was. <laughs> I believe that's right. Yes. Although yes. at times this year it seems like they were on path for that, but. Oh yeah. Yeah, they definitely. They have not had a good time so far this year at all. Although that guy that then, caught the ball while feeding a baby and not missing a beat might be the greatest catch of all time. It sure might, yes. And it's still holding up as the greatest Cincinnati highlight of the year. Yes. Now that's how you make a catch of a foul ball, not the way that fan in Texas did it that fell to his doom. Oh, definitely. And then some other uh, news on the Mariners. They finally sent Jared Kelnick down to Tacoma to play for the Rainiers to get back on track. And they brought up a veteran major leaguer in Northwest own Steven Sousa. So I'm looking forward to Sousa getting, <clears throat> getting a chance and hopefully creating a spark. And then uh, sort of sad that they, they sent Kelnick down before he got to play his, his former team, the Mets. If it was me, I would at least let him play one game before sending him down so he could at least say he got to play against the Mets. But, uh, you know, I'm not running the show over there. Yeah, I, I, if it were me, I would just abolish the Mets completely. I'm not a fan of the Mets at all, oh. not since that whole oh, thing with fever. Oh, my goodness. I forgot all about that. That created a huge debacle, the Mets and the Cubs. How dare me even forget that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, when Seaver went from the Reds to the Mets, and then, yeah, ooh, I wasn't pleased at all. What a debacle <laughs> that was. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, well, yep, we got uh, Damian Blades this this Sunday, and hopefully Stevie Jonick on the 20th. Stevie Jonick is a former 24-7 champion, right? The sign of the Times 24-7 International YouTube Heritage Heavyweight Champion, yes. Yes. Yeah, she was defeated by um, Nick Manawa, as I recall it. Okay. All right, well, I think we might have to do some plugs here so we can wrap it up. Wait, strike that, Coach. He was defeated by Reed, by God, Bentley, and then he was defeated by Nick Manawa. Okay, yeah. And I specifically remember Stevie got the three count at the hallway there at Heroes and Legends in Fort Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yes, and then she got cocky, and that's where Reed, by God, Bentley took advantage. Okay. Also, I can confirm because I asked. Reed, by God, Bentley has never faced Wade, by God, Hess. Okay. All right. Well, all you guys, you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Also, Coach Mike Jones on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out one of the greatest factions in the world, the Real School Army. And the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from wrestlers and celebrities from all over the world. 
Don't forget to check out the Seattle Mariners organizational report and the Cincinnati Reds organizational report. And then coming up soon, the Coach Mike Jones podcast show. And then if you need a car in the Auburn area, in Auburn, Washington, you can check out SNS Best Auto Sales in Auburn. Tell them Wild Lyle and Coach Mike sent you. And then also Big Boys Towing if you need a tow. I got a call sign, so take over for a minute, please. All right. Well, fans, don't forget you can find me at Northwest Pro later today at Southfield, Washington, at the KI Martial Arts Center, tomorrow night at the Key Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughn, Washington. I don't know if C.J. Edwards will be there, but apparently Coach wants to see him there. But wherever you have independent pro wrestling, near you go out there and support it lots happening today so get out there and show your support we'll be back with you sunday afternoon and then of course a week from today with sharp pain stevie jonak everybody stay safe out there and we will talk to you very soon 